Music can change the way you think or feel in a moment. Music can lift you up and inspire you. But just as music alters your state of mind, how is this pandemic altering the way music is produced? Hi, I'm Lester Fernandez and this is the Flint Podcast. Episode 2 turn up the lockdown. So since the last episode, a lot of weird stuff has gone down in popular culture. Indian TikTok went to war against Indian YouTube, Taika Waititi is directing a Star Wars film, Tom Cruise wants to shoot a film in space, while Elon Musk is actually putting people in space. But between earthquakes, cyclones and locust invasions, there's one story that's keeping us under lockdown all across the globe, the coronavirus pandemic. While businesses are slowly opening up, most people are being cautious and staying at home. And even as that has proven to be a solid strategy, it can get, um, how do I put this lightly, monotonous. So now you have a million social media challenges for you to kill time with, or a hundred loaves of sourdough bread waiting to be baked. But there's only so much of the pasta whatever challenge or the Dalgona coffee that one can take. Thankfully, musicians and singers kept all of us entertained and in a positive state of mind through this lockdown. YouTube did its part too with the One Nation at Home all day event. But how is the music industry that thrives so much on collaboration and live performances dealing with this lockdown, dealing with this quarantine and social distancing? Speaking to us today about this is singer and music producer Arjun Nair. He is the founder and partner of Orbango Productions, lead singer and composer for his band Rung, but you probably know him better as one of the vocal artists in India's first all-vocal outfit, Voktronika. No instruments, no kidding. Hey Arjun, welcome to Flint. Hey Let's uh, good to be here. Well, first of all, congratulations on the YouTube One Nation at Home collaboration. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, although it, it, uh, it was something that was great to be a part of. I don't know if congratulations are in order for uh, anyone who was participating, but the good news was that it's a fundraiser. And uh, I think it did generate a large amount of money that goes and hopefully gets used uh, adequately in relief uh, towards you know these, these times that we are all facing right now, and to the people who especially need it. Absolutely. So yes, I think I think uh, congratulations to everyone involved. Congratulations to everybody involved. Tell me, how did this collaboration come to be, though? Well, uh, I think YouTube, the good the good folks at YouTube, and uh, I think the folks at OML as well, uh, they were kind of uh, you know dabbling with the idea of how they can contribute to you know a lot of the funds which are going around and uh, one of the primary funds of course you know currently going around the country is PM Cares right. although it, it, it was designed as a fundraiser so the idea was that people who have uh, got an active YouTube presence or are generally recognized in the YouTube community mm-hmm. of that sort or have something different to bring to the table and kind of you know entertain people or they can participate or send out any sort of a message uh, or, you know, just a bunch of YouTubers getting together and conversing. People you don't see in the same frame usually, people who don't collaborate usually. Yeah, yeah. Getting them to talk to each other and interview each other. That was their primary concept and uh, it, it seems like it was quite successful because they, they promoted it well and they basically had a lot of people tuning in uh, right from the start, which is 1pm, we kicked things off. Yeah, and, you guys uh, started it off. Happened, 
yeah, we 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 started off, and they gave us the the, the you know keeping all the limitations in mind. They gave us the the good task of just delivering a PSA, and we kind of uh, turned it into a Vocronica style PSA where we delivered the PSA like a spoken word almost. Cool. How did you guys work it out? Was it live? Was it recorded? You know, in in these particular times, unfortunately, there is no musician uh, in the world or groups of musicians in the world with. the exception of like one or two player people in the world maybe which right. i will get to later uh-huh. who will be able to overcome this entire lag component because at yeah. the end of the day it's all fiber based it's it's light based so you face anywhere between you know 0.5 to you know a second of of delay the same way that a cricket broadcast if anyone's listening right now to if you watch cricket uh, you know or if you watch any sport what's happening live and you capturing the visuals on your screen there's there's roughly a 2 to 1/2 second delay to that even if it's being done via satellite so that delay is something that nobody can get over so the other thing that you can do as as a musician at this particular time is to be earnest to the com- the, the entire context of okay this is how it would be done live which is you still take in your performance live your individual performance you you perform to say a click track or you perform to uh, you know someone else's part who's already been laid out on the click track or whatever it is and you perform your part live and send in that recording you don't do it like a studio take where you take multiple takes and patch ups and edits and stuff like that mm-hmm. do it and so so you you keep the ethos of live intact but you overcome it by pre-recording it slightly and then patching it all together so that everything's in sync so if i may call it it's sync corrected live it's 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 deferred live if you deferred want deferred live that. That, that's a term we actually use in the in, in the radio industry we call it deferred live too absolutely right absolutely it's the same it's the same way that it would work in that way if if a you know radio jockey is taking your interview yeah. it's still coming out like 5 minutes later but you have the ability to correct a few things cut out a few things which you don't want in there to tighten the link up a little bit so even in our case we were trying to convey a message so it had to be crystal clear mm-hmm. so we had to make sure everyone's audible as well especially the speaking parts and the musical parts of course you know when you're when you're when you're listening into the part of, there's there's one layer which is the entire music which is playing behind but the focus mm. has to be on the messaging so even the way we kind of mix it sound in terms of the audio we mm-hmm. try to keep focus on that so that people get the message loud and clear that we'll get through this that that right. was the point of PSA right so Voctronica uh, as an a cappella band is best experienced live and I've seen you guys perform live because are amazing. What are the kinds of challenges that this pandemic has brought upon the unit and how are you tackling them? That's a very good question especially for Voctronica and for those who are listening in uh, to to give you an idea Voctronica is not just an a cappella band it's what you call an all vocal ensemble okay. which is that it takes a lot of the concepts of a cappella yes mm-hmm. there is a lot of the basic stuff which happens i'm sure a lot more people are familiar with a cappella where it's just vocal music mm-hmm. which is happening you just use vocal parts a lot of people must be familiar with stuff like uh, you know uh, pen masala where they do stuff like dum 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 and then they have vocals happening and right. and harmonies and stuff like that that's that's a lot of traditional a cappella and then you have concepts of uh, beatboxing which apply which of course involve creating rhythms and vocal percussion with your mouth using your lips and throat and techniques where you uh, use stuff and then of course you know we we've, we've also got the element of vocal bass which happens which is kind of unique to our band in the sense and, and i'll tell you why uh, we have the vocal bass happening as well mm-hmm. uh, because Voctronica when i say it's an all vocal ensemble the entire ethos 
is to not sound human as far as possible so when we are kind of doing our parts we are not trying to think of it as a okay i need to do a vocal part out here even if you are doing there are parts which you do vocally obviously mm-hmm. vocals are attacked need to get delivered but you're trying to emulate the guitar you're trying to emulate what a string instrument needs to be like you're trying to sound like the drum kit you have four different kinds of snares which the beatboxers work hard to uh, practice you know you have a different kind of kick which happens there are different tones synths risers uh, things which come in with the entire electronic music department you have right. two three different kinds of basses which we kind of employ so you have the normal vocal bass which is generally my role you have the lip bass lip bass is basically an interesting concept let's say where you just uh, you know if it, it, it's like making a fart sound with your mouth but you're controlling the oscillation of your lips and it generates a sub tone when you press right. it to a mic so that entire low end rumble that you hear when you catch it live the entire thing which sounds like someone right. dropped a massive sub bass that's happening purely with the lip lip bass requires you to pitch as well so if oh, i wow. lay out say chords to uh, you know your led zeppelin track or anything of that sort you need right. to hit those particular notes so mm-hmm. you need the control on the pitching with the lip bass uh in 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 all earnestness this entire pandemic has affected us in a particular manner where it's not just an extra band where we get together and do uh you know our harmonies and it doesn't matter if we keep rhythm or not mm-hmm. even in the youtube psa uh you would have heard us creating this if you just zone out the words and listen to the musical bed you will listen to this marriage between the beat and the bass right instrumentation very seriously where if i am trying to be a vocal bass i will perform a part in the same kind of amplitude and the same kind of uh, you know the, the the kind of intervals that a bass guitar would take i won't right. just go do 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 i won't do that i'll go with the same kind of rolls the same kind of pops that a bass guitar would take and the drums also you know the way we are locking together mm-hmm. there's a very instrumental balance to it and that's kind of what gives vocronica the sound that it it's got going uh, but in this particular time we are definitely affected because 90% 99% of the game for any sort of all vocal band is when you're together you resonate and you create your own frequency when you tune in together everyone right, right. and with this lag and with this delay you're not going to necessarily get that but the good part is we have kind of so familiar with each other now in terms of our work in terms of our tones our textures in terms of what each person needs to do even the vocalists so now vocal unit we have uh, varsha clyde and aditi the three of them right. kind of primarily handle the melodic sides of things because avi and i are handling a lot of low end and nagesh is handling a lot of the beat right. you have uh, the three of us kind of being the beat and bass primarily and the three of them being this so now to give you an idea of how close we've gotten in terms of understanding each other and that's what you really practice day in day out for Uh, is that when we are decoding a harmony we already know that say the highest part will go to either varsha or aditi uh, the mid part will go to the the one who's not taking the higher part and the low part will go to clyde it's already something that they split amongst themselves now automatically mm-hmm. based on what will sound sweeter on a higher range what will sound sweeter on a mid range what will sound so those kind of uh, understanding of each other kind of help us overcome the entire challenge right now we are facing to generate ideas to generate music like we've got a couple of really interesting new features coming out right now where uh, i don't know if i should reveal it yet but uh, <laughs> it's, okay. it's, it's something that 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 the wine community that the instagram story community they are all going to find really useful where oh, cool. we are taking some really uh, well heard well popular very mainstream tracks and we're creating these little loops of them we're calling it vocal loops 
and we're going to have people have some fun with it you know use it as the music for instead of using the actual track just use the vocal loop instead and 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 try and create this fun content that you can during quarantine to give you an idea if if you have acorns lonely there are a bunch of people who can make some fun stuff with that in quarantine times with most people being quarantined alone or maybe <laughs> feeling you know definitely alone so 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 we are trying to overcome it with pieces of content like that we 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 are also a band that takes uh, a lot of pleasure in you know our expressing our characters online you know there mm-hmm. the entire introduction that we done for everyone before we release this track called displace where each individual had this intro promo video you know trying to highlighting their quirk or their strong space or their fun space and we plan on taking that forward and kind of interacting with people on that basis but okay. at no point will you see the band kind of getting together and doing a live session and trying to jam because you're not giving the people the quality that they deserve and that's it and, and we are trying our best to you know go on improving that realm to constantly uh, get better at that aspect so you're not going to see us kind of come forth with the live stuff but there can be a lot of ways to get creative at this time for any bunch of people in any field in fact mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that 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 we'll we'll get into uh, how to deal with the quarantine part later i guess uh, in a conversation but Uh, you know as far as Vocronica is concerned we are trying to make the most of the time with just coming up with a lot of ideas and we got a co- upcoming release as well the first all vocal instrumental original from this okay, side of the world is going to release very shortly and cool. and that that track is called Seven we're really excited about that that's going to be coming out with a fun uh, I wouldn't call it a lyric video but yeah it's a, it's 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 the substitute of a lyric video since there are no lyrics in the track uh, that's going to be coming out soon so we've got that to look forward to as well so that's how we keeping ourselves occupied and keeping ourselves occupied is the best way of overcoming the challenges of this entire time you mentioned uh, instagram stories and and um, i think uh, these short format videos uh which right. is a, which is an interesting transition to talking about technology and uh, how it's helping bridge the gaps of social distancing uh how is technology helping you guys build bridge your own gaps uh when it comes to collaboration and performance especially in a time like this sure uh that's that's a very very interesting question because it's it's got so many layers to it uh tell me you 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 obviously have the entire basic construct where you know we've been hearing the old adage of the world is shrinking you know the world mm-hmm. is getting smaller and smaller telephones right. la 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 all that and we've obviously reached you know whatever the present moment is is certainly zenith compared to uh, you know how it was say in 1950s so you can instantly connect with anyone even if it is with a 0.5 millisecond lag but it's still instantaneous quote unquote uh that obviously helps keep the communication channel going you know you have a video call in which five six of you hop on you're still interacting and kind of talking and discussing and sharing ideas and connecting as a band because the the, the most important thing to any sort of a band is the chemistry between the band it works like a football team i strongly believe it works like a football team everyone needs to know their roles their strengths uh no one's trying to really play in the other person's role Mm-hmm. and at the same time it's it's chemistry and that chemistry is something which you know technology like google duo or meet or you know zoom uh with the safety measures in fact of course uh, all of these things even whatsapp video calling for that matter it just keeps you connected you do miss the per- contact the, the you know entire context of 
meeting together and you know having a talk or having a drink or sharing a meal or anything of that sort of event but mm-hmm. you you obviously still retain some of the essence of what keeps the chemistry going and after all this while we are all thick friends here uh, in the band so True. that the chemistry doesn't need to be you know maintained as such it's just very automatic and organic with us so it's been like that from the start touchwood but uh, the other aspect where technology really is helping a band like us is the fact that you're you're in an era right now where you know home studios home production is able to generate the kind of quality that is at least par with what needs to go out there in the industry right mm-hmm. for a release there are a lot of home produced i mean uh, jiku kolio's entire album that won the grammy was an entirely home produced album i find that to be a a pretty stark uh, highlight in the fact that home production is a very technologically driven affair mm-hmm. and that is allowing everyone within this band as well whether you have any sort we all have our mics yes but few people have got access now to condenser mics few people have access to stuff like that and with the entire pandemic going on right now things are generally quiet in the area around you as well more or less uh, so you have the entire silence aspect helping you out there so anything that we want to track and record and all of that stuff today it it gets tracked It doesn't matter how many GB of data it is. It gets sent across. It gets assembled in one place. Like the entire pandemic PSA was put together in a matter of twelve to fourteen hours. Oh wow! Right from compose from like I I I kind of laid out the entire scratch track idea for it. Someone already was working on the script by that time. Avi and then uh, Varsha started editing the script. Clive started doing that. Aditi started chipping with Hamnees. Nagesh started thinking of what to do with the beat stuff like that. so 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 you you have all those basic things which are already happening because everyone's anyway you know in a textual relationship nowadays so okay. you you have one group message that is dropped and everyone knows how to keep their eye on the puck and you move forward and everyone's got the ability now to record stuff at their own places obviously it doesn't compare to I'm not trying to say that you don't need to hit a studio nowadays because when you hit a studio you get a whole other without diving too deep into the technical aspects let's say that there is definitely a difference in reason why studios are you know where you should go and track the quality mm-hmm. is different absolutely True. but when you want to put something out quickly and stuff like that or even if you want to just document ideas technology is really helping and that keeps you relevant to yourself that keeps the spark alive it keeps uh, you know if you're not jammed for 3 months it still gives you a semblance of okay we are still corroborating and collaborating musically during this time and i'm able to hear the output of it instantaneously in a manner that i want to hear it so right. uh, it it is definitely something which may not have been as possible say 5 years ago or 6 years ago where even sharing uh, you know everyone getting access to a desktop audio workstation or everyone getting access to any sort of a good recording mic would mm-hmm. not be something that's possible it's 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 certainly a function of technology and and when you can't physically interact with each other you do have a situation where people also tend to try and innovate at this time mm-hmm. how do you combine different aspects you start looking at elements which you didn't consider necessary in the past where uh, you have people discovering oh i can record myself now oh this is how these things work oh that means when i am tracking my take i should keep this in mind oh i have to snip the audio here i'm saying it's also becoming a learning process for those who don't do day in day out necessity uh, is the mother of invention Yes, my friend. Necessity is the mother of invention. Although I'm not going to say invent. Necessity is becoming the mother of, uh, I would say, 
necessity is becoming the father of learning in this particular case okay that's so deep. whether you like it or not <laughs> like whether you like it or not you got to learn during this time so that you can stay relevant to yourself that's that's what technology is going to help you with in this particular time right the joy of learning uh to sort of edit and sort of do things with sound by yourself at home versus uh the mentorship of say uh a sound engineer or 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 a producer who's sort of you know who who sort of catch something it, that it you think by the book if you want to say that yeah I, I won't say by the book but actually like sort of catch something that you think that he thinks is going wrong so that there's that you know it doesn't become a part of your muscle memory that you have to unlearn later Right. What what do you think would be a more stronger way to go? <laughs> I think this is a question that I personally uh, am very very you know it's, it's very applicable to me the answer to this. Uh, see, my entire all of my musical stuff apart from a very basic amount of training which I got as a kid in Carnatic music, all of my musical journey in terms of the learning and everything has been self-taught. and okay. i'm very happy about that in the sense everything right from the acoustic guitar to you know whatever i do in programming and all my uh, basic production mixing related stuff that i do all of that stuff is self taught because i i i believe uh, you 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 game right let's say you game heavily right you're a, yeah. you're a pretty solid gamer right you know the entire i would call it a gene but whatever switch or lever in your brain allows you to learn to learn quick is something that is necessary if you want to be largely self taught i believe that strongly mm-hmm. and i use the context of gaming because you know a good gamer doesn't need to go through the tutorials or go through the the cheat sheets or the run throughs or the walk throughs to crack a level they right. figure it out figure they it they, out. they go through it study observe oh this is what i am supposed to do so even something as simple as learning the i'm saying simple sorry but something as Uh, early as learning the acoustic guitar for me began with uh, the only thing that was shown to me in the first 3 4 years of my entire journey was the first person whose guitar i picked up was a guy called Ashish uh, Jose he was one of my brother's friends i was visiting mm-hmm. my brother's home in chennai okay. he used to stay there at that time with his roommate was Ashish and a guy called Gopi so Ashish had a guitar lying around and at that particular time i had this the LFO every other time was a song that you Oh yeah i remember that one that yeah time. yeah, yeah. and there was something about the way the guitar used to sound in that song it was just so crisp and right and felt so warm and in tune and i obviously did not understand the why and how of all of that but i just really wanted to play that song so i started i used to mess around with the guitar earlier where i really didn't understand why it is tuned the way it is i was like this is all wrong mm-hmm. and then ashish showed me my first chord shape which was c and then when i played it by mistake i played the the my index finger and my middle finger to a uh, 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 a string lower mm-hmm. and that formed a variation of f and then suddenly okay. i i let go of my index finger and played a fret earlier it became e minor and i i'm telling you in all honesty the names of the chords i learned i guess today also if someone asked me all my bandmates and the other band rung will also testify to the fan uh, to the fact that I do not know shit about chord names, but <laughs> so, I play them. I hum out the notes. I'll hum out seven note chords also if you want, mm-hmm. but I don't know what they're called. Whether it's a sustained English, this that. At least I will never, with authority, claim that I know. Okay. Even though I tend to be right nowadays about it because of 
the amount of times you've gone through that stuff you you tend to anyway pick it up by name mm-hmm. but it's the language which people speak to each other right musicians speak sheets right. and chords and notations and stuff to each other i don't speak that language i'm largely self taught mm-hmm. but uh, the only reason that i am uh, finding any semblance of anyone wishing to collaborate with me musically or even uh, you know try and jam to an idea is because all that really matters is you should be able to hear the music you should be able to hear the sound that you're looking to mix you should be able to do that and the 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 reason that mentorship or even learning from the right sources and understanding who to listen to what not to listen to as is the case with everything else becomes relevant is because only if you know what questions to ask will you ever find the answers right, right. you need to know what questions you want to ask what are your gaps you don't if you don't know what the entire plot line is or the the entire map is going to be like mm-hmm. you don't know what areas you are yet to discover and and then you're not going to seek the right videos you're not going to seek the right mentorship and with every experience it's it's a learning like if you're attending a mix uh, like i have learned a tremendous amount from some accomplished engineers who have just been mixing you know even if it's for advertising stuff if i've laid out a track and someone's mixing it whether it's at purple a studio or any other studio wherever it is someone's mixing it there is always something to learn there like there's this one very basic concept in sound uh mixing which is called compression right. and there are 50 schools of thought for that same thing it's very important to kind of keep an open mind and listen to each of it because you know sometimes doing the wrong thing with your mix is what generates that sound right distortion essentially uh, you know all the distortion guitar that you hear it came about you know whenever it did in whichever era it did but essentially it's it's a sonic mistake which sounds great it's basically the entire volume going above what it should which is creating that overdrive and that crunch in a very basic you know primitive mota mota way of explaining it correct so distortion is meant to be academically wrong from the purest perspective but someone messed around with it someone made the mistake and today you have distortion being there are different so many different kinds of patches and drives and then people took it to another level so it's there is no one school of thought of you know it must be from a purist it must be from your own self thought side but i think the only thing that anybody whichever walk of music you're taking in whether you're in front of the desk or you're on stage or you're the artist who's getting produced whether you're composing arranging whatever it is the good part about music is there is no wrong answer because it just has to sound right so in that you need to just keep an open mind to understanding what information to learn and what is valid information because mm-hmm. what we also tend to do in any anything man whether it's even if you're doing market research and you're trying to learn from your mentor you will have a mentor who is passing on his mistakes to you okay that's but that's it, fair it's on it yeah correct it that's it fair. happens right uh-huh. there are a lot of bosses who are accomplished but you don't want to become that that guy you want to become you right so learn what they're saying understand what they're saying but also understand it with your own perspective not your own twist to it but understand it for the sake of learning it and it's not why i used the word bookish knowledge earlier when you were phrasing the question was because that's the same mistake we tend to make with all forms of educating ourselves right mm-hmm. we might learn oh you know i have to learn entropy for an 8 mark answer in my 8th standard science exam oh, but are you really understanding entropy for what it is because then suddenly not today i am writing lyrics entropy is a concept is so beautiful to kind of adapt as a metaphor for any lyrical concept mm-hmm. but because i understand it somewhere i'm not saying i understand it to the entire thermodynamic core oh, oh it, my god let's not go there yeah let's not go that's, there that's that's a bigger deeper conversation you, because because you understand it you can apply it to your music yeah. so if you are and and 
sound engineers at the core are engineers their brain works scientifically their brain works with the process of question and answer i need to solve this i need to make i need to be able to hear it in this particular manner so whether you're a junior engineer who's learning from a mentor the mentor has the answers to how he managed to do it but he will be even happier if you manage to do it and then he can see it and say that you know what what you did out here this is great why don't you try tweak it with this suddenly you both have learned something that has to be your journey always there is no one way flow in anything musical it cannot it has to always be like water it can flow either way okay now so now yeah. now we're getting to bruce lee territory <laughs> <laughs> okay speaking of finding your voice and sort of you know uh, carving out your own identity and and uh, forming your own vocabulary of whatever language you speak whether it is marketing or music the next voctronica that that comes up what are the challenges that they are going to face because of social distancing they might not have the freedom to sort of go explore any studio they like they might not have the platform of say an nh7 weekend uh, in the next maybe coming few years how do they sort of be and find their own voice and and, and find their own sort of stage presence and, and vocabulary see there's there's uh, one primary aspect which applies to this which i think even i kind of every day i'm trying to discover and chisel away a little bit more is that you you have to kind of understand that your art has to come from a very honest place of expression mm-hmm. what 90 95% of a lot of artists who are starting off right now would be tend to you know misguided by or influenced by is that you need to do this to get famous you need to do this to make your music sell whereas the entire journey has to be i want to say this and people tend to like it and therefore it sells therefore you get famous so that's the first you know direction that you need to t- kind of adopt that is very very important because mm-hmm. without that you're not going to find an individual element if you are going to try and be someone else and by that i mean you know what the, the genre of music that's currently ruling the streets is uh, hip hop you know hip hop indian hip hop is really exploding right now yeah. and within that i dare say even within the community they're all very self aware that the voices that are really succeeding are the ones who are sounding honest to themselves in the sense they do speak that way they do talk like that nazi is somebody who has experienced a lot of that stuff and he he kind of you know goes with that entire flow of stuff which is there whereas there'll be a lot of people who want to sound like guys on the west coast in you know wherever it is or los angeles or wherever it is and and you know we are saying these shout outs and you know there are people who start conversation saying what's up bro acha bro aaj flow mein karte hain i'm saying that doesn't help you is that how you would actually talk or are you talking like that because you think that if i want to be a hip hop musician i need to talk like this mm-hmm. so so there are, so that is a very very important aspect you cannot let the mirror tell you who you are rather than let the mirror be a reflection of who you are that's the first step for anyone especially in acapella you're an all vocal unit you have to sound like yourself don't try and sound like anybody else there's no point in doing that and that's very very it's got to be organic in that sense the second thing for any other acapella band is quality mm-hmm. i am saying this in all honesty vocronica is going to be 50 times better than it is today because we are today definitely 10 times better than we were say when we did this ns7 gig which was there that ns7 gig i can safely speak for all band members we were all wet around the ears everything is all over the place in terms of tempo time pitch melody uh, you know we've undergone lineup changes after that a lot of things have gotten fixed 
we work hard to fix the entire pitching uh, tempo time musical concepts of rhythm understanding understanding the dynamics of uh, what instrument you're trying to emulate if you are taking a vocal instrumental uh, route you know if you want to sound like a violin you got to get your vibrato right you got to get the ebbs and flows right so you you cannot uh, shy away from doing the effort of focusing on your entire quality aspect because nobody cares about you if you're not good nobody cares if you won first prize in you know malhar competition and you call yourself an acapella band because of that you got to be a band a band generates a new idea and that idea can be your sound as well and that has to come from quality it cannot just be about you know getting together and it it, it again the first point which i made of the outward reflection defining who you are tends to corrupt the second aspect because most people end up either losing their identity or they try to be someone else so therefore you're not focusing on strengthening your own strengths and overcoming your own weaknesses so quality is the second point that i would stress upon you have to be in pitch you have to be less of the challenge for an acapella band is you don't have any instruments true that's the basic point there is nothing to keep you in time there is no reference for you to stay in key so if you start a song in one key and end up three and a half keys below at the end of the track you've got a problem don't go out there calling yourself a professional outfit then until you fix that and even today i'm telling you that there are jams where every jam we check if we have finished the song in the same key that's our effort and i'm telling you on stage even today people may not notice it the common ear will not notice it we notice it we know that there are times when you're not pitching because there are a lot of issues which come in when you're combining different frequencies you have mm-hmm. the bass you have lip bass you have three different kind of instrumental parts happening vocally all of that has to stay in the same key and stay in time so you got to be hard on yourself on the second aspect the third aspect is what are you really doing with the music what is your that feeds into point 1 and 2 because what you do with the music is a reflection of your quality and a reflection of your identity of course mm-hmm. but what kind of music do you really want to do do you want to do your own music do you want to be happy being a cover outfit uh, do you want to kind of you know dominate on that front where mm-hmm. you you are creating new territory altogether for the vocal space that's your vision so identity uh, quality vision these three aspects kind of come into play very heavily for anyone who's starting out now as to how do you go about doing this there is no real fixed formula because everybody is working different ways to navigate the industry there are a lot of people who either want to break through with viral content there are a lot of people who think that a record label or a qki or a you know a, a, a entire multi channel network that's one way of getting famous and popular and there are a lot of people who just want to keep putting their music out even if it fetches 10 views 30 views and some day someone will give them a bigger platform and they will generate a larger audience because points number 1 2 and 3 were good right so the only thing you can do is make sure that you work on the controllables which is point 1 2 and 3 mm-hmm. then of course there will be some doors which open somewhere because you are going to take that music out take part in whatever you can keep expressing yourself in humble whatever content you can uh, votonica was put together by sony music and british music uh, british council library so one would assume that that comes with a bunch of perks and privileges we have learned an immense amount thanks to the good people at sony music but we are also a band that has moved benjamin button our journey we've gone away from the record label oh wow we started with the record label and went the other way we've been independent for the last two and a half three years now and honestly a lot of our uh work that has maybe fetched us a lot lesser views 
but it's been a lot more satisfying as well because a lot of our original content is coming out now and we are really excited about this journey and even our live performances the quality that we had 3 years ago and the quality that we have today we are constantly measuring if you're getting better if you're not getting better over a significant period of time there's something you're not doing right with points number 1 2 and 3 mm-hmm. and uh then again you know the question of carving out your own niche i strongly believe the one word that applies is just be honest don't try and be dishonest to yourself with your music if you're going to be somebody who writes you know in the lyrical content of your songs if you're writing about women's rights and empowerment and at the same time be very comfortable using uh, you know what that bitch did this to me in your conversation with someone then you're not really being honest stop being an artist like in a sense don't don't be a hypocrite and that that's going to go a long way because people keep note of these things the guy who's giving you the gig is not just a guy he's out there watching a bunch of artists and how are you going to stick out an artist at the heart has to be a philosopher an artist has to be an entertainer as well and how do you combine entertainment and philosophy without it being right or without it being true it's not about being right tier mm-hmm. i'm not trying to go down that path i'm just saying be honest you feel strongly about something sometimes the best music comes from feeling strongly whatever emotion that is so as a band if you unanimously have the kind of chemistry that you can generate with your close friends you got bandmates are a different kind of clique man you have to you have to be tied to them it's a different kind of friendship it's got to be some sort of a, i'm not going to use the word family because again family is good and bad for people but i would say it's got to be something which is in the same realm as the kind of bond that you would share with someone uh you know that your best friends would be like you you have to have that because then you agree upon ideologies then you debate ideologies you discuss things you get better as people all those things feed into points 1 2 3 and your honesty and these things will help you carve out a niche and i'm sure everyone who's listening in right now you've gone through 50 ways in which you can get out there with your music i'm not here to debate about that these things are the things which i feel people miss out on in their mm-hmm. entire journey and that's why i wanted to kind of touch upon these With respect to carving out your own niche, the right. most important aspect is honesty. You said something about uh, if things aren't looking right, if, if things are like, you know, where you were three years, uh, three years ago, and three years now, if things are the same. Something's not right. You got to fix it. Would you say the inverse is also true? That if things are going your way constantly, something is amiss somewhere. Not really, man. Like in a sense, uh, you know, obviously, like. you should always keep that reality check in mind and keep yourself grounded and all of that stuff that's true but if you are on a good streak i would say keep doing whatever you're doing don't stop because you will stop at some point something mm-hmm. or the other will stop it's like a sportsman's career you know like virat kohli can go through a seven year purple patch and that eighth full year he might have to sit out because he tore a hamstring Right. You know, that that just to make my point, a sportsman can go through that, and and it'll happen. You know, you will have a lot of stuff that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I would say that if if everything is working, that's great. But you need to find ways to understand how to get better in that realm as well. Because when you're not doing so well, you have a lot to learn from anyway. Because you know, one of the first. King, like I, I would do is a kindergarten first standard or second standard. First thing you hear is every failure is a stepping stone to success. success. Oh yeah. I used to hate that, but then I realized that you know what? It's something we learned so early, and it's so right because every time you fail, you've got a bunch of answers lying in front of you as to what didn't work, and True. therefore that must be something which reflects on what can work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you are on the other side of it, to answer your question. more acutely 
if you are on the other side of it where everything is working then be happy for the things that you know you got and cash in on that momentum because momentum is is everything i would kill for like um you know like my the other band rang has had some amazing years we've done a lot of stuff but right now we are facing a little bit of a lineup change a little bit of a, a situation where the fifth or seventh lineup change we're going through and that has come in the way of the band's momentum every time it's tough it's tough to get up and move forward after that and make new music it comes in the way so when you're going through a good phase milk it because you're in the zone right. as a band if you're meeting for 30 out of 30 days if you're meeting for 24 days make sure it counts because don't 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 just use and see counting doesn't necessarily mean make new music because uh, to in the previous question for points 1 2 and 3 just interacting and spending time together and creating that chemistry is super critical to your music mm-hmm. so it's not a waste of time if you've just spent a full day chilling and laughing it's not a waste of a day because good music is going to come out of it because it's it's, it's all at the end of the day you know your 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 success is something which could put you in a good mind space and a good mind space allows you freedom and without fear you can make great music so i would not say that the the checks of hey if everything is going all right then maybe something is amiss applies but it cannot stop you from thinking of what's next because right you might be getting typecast you don't know you know suddenly you find yourself two years later like oh shit i am that guy who everyone turns to for this particular thing you know like a lot of actors in their journey experience that before you know it someone gets typecast as a comic actor before you know it someone gets typecast as an action hero maybe that and that guy is never going to get a romantic role after that for example that's a very simple way of explaining that so mm-hmm. even in your successful phase you do, you need to be safeguarding yourself against am i being the kind of act that i want to be am i getting typecast in one particular thing is that a good thing is that a bad thing you know some people might be happy to be typecast as a particular thing but Versatility is obviously a great trend to have in 2020 and here on because no musician can be one dimensional these days and success is a great time to explore your other dimensions as well so there's always more to do there's always more to do and there's one one aspect which i also wanted to touch upon was that especially with this point of there's always more to do mm-hmm. in times of quarantine there are going to be a bunch of people especially in the entire musician community that are driving themselves nuts with the peer pressure and fomo as we would call it that everybody is making new music man everybody is putting out stuff everyone's going instagram live this that chalna kuch karte hain it doesn't matter just stay put keep yourself sane happy and healthy mm-hmm. and work on it when inspiration strikes you because this is the time that a lot of people will make music and do things out of fomo you will end up doing that one collaboration you would never have done in your life because you thought oh shit i i don't have anything else to do right now you'll end up doing that you'll end up doing this you might have been going through a great run leading up till march but suddenly you have four months of doing nothing and you mm-hmm. probably won't have gigs happening till 2021 that's a very realistic scientific possibility that's it's very so possible don't yeah don't don't this is not the time to give away from that treat back down on what you were doing in those times of success learn from that learn from what made things stop apart from the pandemic and and don't do things which you would do out of character if like i am not saying i have made a lot of new music this time but the first thing i absolved myself of was this pressure of i need to get better i need to learn 15 new things in production i need to do 25 things out there i need to do 15 push ups every day i need to do 30 things every like it's all right 
it's all right this is the first time in human history that you're doing a service by staying put sure. and so it's 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 all right it's okay use it when it comes to you organically and that too is a great momentum and success and a positive thing to have at this time cool you know what you you've mentioned something very interesting uh with with this whole pandemic so there are a lot of people who are right now like you said they're at home they're put they've got nothing to do they've got maybe it's fomo maybe it's just that drive to use this time to do something interesting to be creative right so there are people who are sort of discovering their own hobbies they're they're exploring the boundaries of their own skills and talent uh during this lockdown if this person was you if this if this bunch of people was voktronica and you were doing this for the very first time how would you go about it oh man that's a pretty interesting question because i got to take myself back to say 7 or 8 years ago what was the mindset then see if i was if i was this is the time that i was kicking off this entire journey right now with this thing it would be a it would be a lot of explosions in my head with the possibilities of stuff which is there because i was extremely captivated by the very concept of what Mokronica can be where you're literally trying to be the instrument mm-hmm. uh, and 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 how you arrange your music and stuff like that so obviously this, this would be a great time to reflect upon even listening to music and understanding why people play certain things the way they do why is this sounding the way it is and if you're not able to decode it speak to someone who might be able to help decode it for you etc etc so this would be a great time of uh, just just learning and learning not from the sake of i got an exam day after tomorrow but learning because damn this book is great to read or this concept is great to try and understand i'm in, in, i'm intrigued by this i'm as intrigued by this as what happened in you know batman issue 389 or whatever it is so with that kind of gusto and passion that would be my entire approach just just go at it like a 3 year old who suddenly found out that the entire playground is his and 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 he's he can do whatever he wants until i get bored of it and when i get bored move on to the next thing and learn that pattern and keep figuring the next thing out and uh, there there's this thing called the vocal horn a vocal trumpet mm-hmm. which uh, we we kind of tend to do and there are a bunch of people across the world who do it in different different ways and the way i i spent some not a lot of time but i kind of got an idea of what i want to do with the horn very early because i realized that i want to create a Uh, without getting too technical the horn is essentially an instrument where it's a wind instrument and yep. you're blowing uh, into one end of it and it passes through the entire uh, you know the pipe or so the entire opening there and exits through another office and uh, it it's it's essentially the pressure which is between these two points which you manipulate to create the pitch of stuff which is there and that tone you know that breathy tone or something getting pushed through comes through with the horn that's why you have a horn blaring at you or a horn mm-hmm. gently serenading you you know fit something as simple as that so one afternoon when I, the, the way i discovered how i like to do the horn is i have a falsetto texture in the vocal thing which is you know you have your stuff happening in the higher range which is your mm. whatever you're doing that in the high stuff right normal vocal stuff mm. and i realized that if i use my lung as the person who's blowing air into it and my mouth is you know the pressurized end of the horn then you generate the same thing as and you generate the same vibrato so it's 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 a fun afternoon where you're sitting with passion and you're trying to just think of this concept because you have nothing else to do you're starting out the lockdown is a great time to do that to just approach things with passion and it has to be that unbridled passion of 
like i said a child discovering a playground for the first time and all the things you can do with it so starting out is a great time it's the best time in fact you're not really doing it that time for you're just doing it for understanding that you can do it and it's not about oh this has to pay my rent oh i have to pay the electricity bill oh tomorrow i have to worry about uh, you know my video should get picked up by this particular agency tomorrow you're not worrying about all those things at that time you're just trying to find out who you are right. that is a great time to be and and why i use the horn example is because that was my approach to finding it my other bandmates approached it very differently you might hear something and you be like oh this is how he or she is doing it and then you take that up and then of course you better it and you and you keep picking it up so you discover your own approaches to to how you want to solve a particular problem but it goes back to the same thing i said you know there's a very famous saying which says that do not ask me questions uh, which i do not know the answer to mm-hmm. right i think the inverse applies if you don't know what questions to ask you're not going to get the answers you don't even know you need so you must keep exploring what questions you want to ask to learn and what you want to keep getting better at so uh, yeah that's that's a fun place to be when you're just starting out all right so earlier you mentioned uh, about how things are uncertain and maybe there won't be live gigs all the way till 2021 or perhaps even beyond in this new normal right. how does voctronica continue to perform as a band considering the uncertainty of uh, live events that's a very very good question because uh, i think you know this is we are i believe that this entire global pandemic is i mean it might be a very grave shift to make but it's not the same kind of impact that you know the change that came over with the first great depression with the entire industrial revolution thing and mm-hmm. all that stuff it was happening i think we are going to see a brand new format of interaction between human beings be discovered at this time be invented at this time be created at this time and i don't know what that is yet i don't think anybody knows what that is yet but that is the game changer right now and i think all performers whichever field they are in uh, especially if you need to collaborate with somebody else to be doing that like singer songwriters today can have their own solo gigs you know you sit in your room and you can do it you're a one person show right uh, most of the time but when you have another band member involved you obviously are going to keep facing this lag issue so i think that already you're seeing innovations with facebook allowing people to now charge for their live streams with uh, with with youtube probably going to jump on board with that maybe i guess and whoever else is going to get onto that and there will be a lot of streaming services where streaming is now the new concert right it mm-hmm. it is what it is but right. you also then have to tackle the entire challenge as an artist that there is such a saturation because everybody is going live and i personally very very personal opinion of mine i am not so sure that you know getting on to the entire streaming bandwagon just because everybody is is the smartest decision because as an artist there's always got to be a level of mystery to your accessibility true very old thing but the reason you need to have that is because you know they they say you never meet your heroes never meet your heroes yeah <laughs> I'm not saying the artists would be your heroes, but imagine a lot of people who really love your music, but suddenly caught your live stream and realized that okay, this person isn't really who they say they are, or vice versa. You know, someone might really start loving your music because they discovered what a wonderful person you are and explains your music to them even better. Mm-hmm. You have both sides of the coin, but I genuinely believe that offering your music constantly uh, for free uh, is anyway a problem that the industry deals with, where artists. 
to not make money of their music they only generate revenues of live stuff or branded content yes. that's anyway a problem that the entire industry faces so in this time of new normal where streaming will be the new concert i genuinely believe that the people who address that aspect and deal with it tactfully i'm not saying tread carefully because obviously no one should have to be told that don't do it or do it uh, but the the ones who crack it the best would probably thrive in this time and i don't know if anybody has a clear cut answer to that right now as far as vocronica is concerned i think we will look at a deferred live model for sure if we are looking at performing but the other aspect that we kind of bring to the table is there's there's a bunch of stuff that we can kind of workshop for people because we we have this very uh, unique palette to our entire music so mm-hmm. there are a lot of musicians who can benefit from it there are a bunch of non musicians who might be able to benefit from it the details of which i'm not getting into right now but uh, you know we're going to try and create something for everyone so this might be a time for us to kind of explore that side of stuff you know how do we kind of break down the music for people and and kind of get them involved in it because at at the very heart of it we are a very uh, secure band in the sense uh, we are very happy about the fact that we keep propagating the voice is the first instrument so everybody sitting in any corner of the world already has that instrument to hop on to a live stream so we want to see if there's a way for us to get everyone to kind of discover the frequency within them and, and do stuff so maybe you see a few activities on that line uh, you might also see us you know putting out new music you will see us releasing some of our tracks which we had already recorded before the pandemic uh, we are going to try and figure out how we're going to record our new stuff and uh, most importantly i believe that uh, we are all going to wait man we are going to wait and watch this period out i think that even if things get to a place where in a few months we can all kind of at least meet up then you might see us kind of able to stream and do a concert a virtual concert a home concert for people because obviously it's it's always you know an artist is happiest when they're performing for people who like their music or not like their music people who want to just listen to their music uh, that's the best feeling so it is something that we look forward to but until we can all physically be in person i don't think it's going to be uh, actual live concert which you will witness photonic uh, or any other artist for that matter if they're doing it it's not live guys if you're listening it's not live it's pre recorded <laughs> that brings me to an aspect which i mentioned at the very start of the podcast which is as of now the only few musicians i have somewhere seen tackle this aspect of mm-hmm. the lag is uh, one of them was of course uh, jacob collier i don't remember who he was online with but he basically you know was playing something and the the other vocalist was singing and the other vocalist then says that how are you going to account for the lag he said you just sing i'll follow and his brain that beautiful twisted brain of his the alien mind of his has somehow decoded the lag time and he sung on time as in you the audience was hearing him harmonize in time with the other person wow. and that requires some other level of this because he's playing a particular time he's got to delay himself or uh, you know uh, play uh, or sing ahead of himself and he's got to constantly do that maintaining the rhythm and stuff like it's it's just another level of stuff and the other people i saw i caught a small glimpse of uh, ustad zakir hussain got naladri uh, kumar the sitar sitar player uh, these two geniuses basically got on an instagram you know conversation zakir bhai was doing his thing and naladri uh, also jumped in on that uh, and there was a little small thing they tried to play in the end 
and you could make out that apart from a couple of monitoring issues where Rakhir Bhai was not able to because his phone was a little away, he couldn't hear and uh, Naladri all that well. But they were doing it, man. <laughs> they were doing it. They were managing to stay in time with each other, Damn. and that that blew my mind as well. So clearly, you know, the lag is uh, something that can be overcome by virtuosos in music, and and that. They, they can make even being late and early and off time sound good, you know, no matter what they do. So that's not going to. It still affects them because they're still compromising on what the original idea was. But it's still a beautiful rendition of it, right? At the end of the day. So you have that case also happening in a lot of places. Right. But for an acapella outfit where you literally need to blend a certain way at a certain time in a certain manner. That's going to be tough. Man. It's going to be yeah. tough to be true to the performance. So maybe it takes that, a bit of maybe it takes a bit of genius and a, and, and a little bit of technology to sort of I don't know bridge the gap. It does. It does. Of course, it does. And and uh, I would say that even if you are a genius acapella band, also you may not look at it as a. I don't think that these guys are looking at it as long term models either. Right? I'm saying those are specific instances where it happened. Mm-hmm. Ended up happening, but if you were to tell Jacob Collier tomorrow that hey, we need you to collaborate with uh, three people and keep doing this as gigs, I'm not sure he'll be up for that either because yeah, I don't it's think not true, right? Like you want to sing the line of the song at the time it's meant to be sung, mm-hmm. not sing it late or early because you want to compensate for lag. It gets a little uh, flustering after a point, I'm sure. But yeah, it is theoretically possible with that kind of madness and genius from all these guys that I mentioned, but. Yeah, it's 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 a tough time, but it's also a great time. <laughs> yeah, man. Right. So uh, I I I I think I, I agree with here. you. It's, it's no there's no replacing a good live experience. Yes, my friend. Nothing beats it. Nothing right. beats it. Cool. Fingers crossed that things go back to normal soon, and we get to see Boktronica back on stage, performing live the way you guys do it, and the way you guys do it awesomely. Thank you, man. Let's everyone stay safe, and let's see you too. For everyone listening, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Flint. Lester is going to be bringing a lot of interesting <laughs> people on out here. And if you must know, Lester is uh, the, the, one of the few people in the world who is not just as good a listener as he is, but his 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 gentle thought makes you say a lot that you probably didn't know you had within yourself as well. So please check in and tune in for the Flint for that spark that you're missing. Thank you so much, Arjun. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, thanks for being on uh, Flint. You take care too. Stay safe and keep doing what you guys do. You guys are amazing. All right, man. All right, take care now. You can check out all of Voktronica's videos on YouTube. Subscribe to their YouTube channel to be the first to hear their latest track, Seven when it drops. Flint is written and produced by me, Lester Fernandez. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lester. That's L-E-Z-T-A-H. Our title track for today is Bhangra Bass by Punch Deck. And the background score for this episode is Road by MGJ Beats and Octillary by Chin Beats. Until the next episode, stay safe.